Today's title is uh, Eradicate the World. In the Old Testament, when they talk about idols, it, it, it means um, the, their, their tendencies toward the world. And an idol is, is the personification of your desires and your cravings. And through the greed of humans, they have made even God into an idol, which is Baal. And so it is not a coincidence that you like the world. It is because you feel like you're satisfied, your desires are satisfied by the things of the world. Uh, I have mentioned it on the first day. Just like when, 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 when children, uh, they eat a lot of candy, they, they feel a sense of satisfaction and, and um, fullness in their stomachs. That's the same way that we uh, are being satisfied by the world. Even though we're not taking in any nutrients or the necessary things uh, for us to be healthy, we think we are f- filled enough and we are satisfied by the things that we receive. So that's why it is so important for us to eradicate the world. Can somebody give me a cu- cup of coffee? So Moses finally has led the Israelites to Mount Sinai and he went up on Mount Sinai to meet the Lord and receive his Ten Commandments. And after he had had received these uh, stone tablets, he returned back to the the camp below. And and he saw what the Israelites were doing in his absence. So during Moses' absence, the Israelites started to uh, get corrupted. And that is uh, one of the uh, remnants of of their tenacity that's remaining in slavery. And so this is the, the dangerous part. When you're living in Babylon, you do not realize that you have this desire to, to create idols within you. But when you're living in the world, when you're living according to your own standards, you always create idols that, that satisfy your cravings and satisfy your desires. And if you were to compare uh, the Creator God to the rest of the gods, our God is the Creator God, but none of the other gods uh, have, have this power. And in order to be a God, you need to transcend uh, the, the universe. My spirit is also able to transcend the universe when I'm, when I'm with God. But uh, when the Lord does not allow me to do so, I'm also trapped within this universe, in, in this dimension. And so, and so I'm limited by the money that I have. I'm limited by the, by, by the, the, the um, healthiness of my body. 
because I am human and I live in this dimension. And all humans who leave, who do not choose to live by the Lord, who choose to neglect the Lord, all live in this kind of uh, spiritual poverty. And that's why, because you do not have these things, you need to steal from others in order to uh, satisfy your needs. And those who live in the world, those who live by the Spirit, are not limited in this way. They're not, they're not limited by uh, the amount of money they have. They're not limited by poverty. And all the things in the world, especially money, just becomes a tool for you and not a necessity. And money or the things of the world do not, do not have power over your life and death. But if it does, then you need to evaluate your salvation. You need to evaluate your faith. For the past 30 years, I have never been worried and have never had concerns about the money that I have or the food that I, that I need to survive. Those elements never came into, uh, into play when it, when it came to make a decision. So listen carefully. I'm not saying I am great, but this is something that comes to you naturally when you live by faith, when you live in the world. When you live with the Lord, your faith becomes simple. So it is the same for pastors. You should not be affected by the financial status of your churches. And especially not by the people, not be, uh, not be swayed by the people in your church. The reason why I'm standing here, the reason why I was able to uh, uphold this ministry is not because of the money or the people that came into this church, but because I lived before the Lord by faith. And this is not an issue just applied to me, but uh, to, to all of us. If you are living with the Lord, if you are receiving these blessings from the Lord, then the, 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 the resources of the world do not become an issue for you. It, it does not become an issue when you have it, and it doesn't become an issue when you don't have it as well. It is a matter of, of faith. So every part of your life is a matter of faith, not, uh, not a matter of the things that you have or not. So when I look at those who, who, who do not have faith, it really upsets me. I don't know why they're living like that. You know, it's better for them to just, uh, just, just um, acknowledge that they do not know God, that they have no faith in the Lord. But with their mouths, they continue to proclaim that they, say, they, that they know the Lord, that they are living with God. But they're constantly under the pressure, under, under, uh, living under this kind of um, uh, lackness and poverty. If you acknowledge that you do not have faith, 
then that makes sense. Uh, that, then, then that kind of mindset makes sense. So listen carefully. <clears throat> to live with the Lord uh, is simple. It's not difficult. When the world may look at um, our lives and say it is a miracle that you're able to survive, but no, it is something that happens naturally for those who follow the Lord. Like I said before, an ant is, is ants are crawling on the floor. No matter how 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 orderly they, they may walk, as soon as I urinate on them, their whole order is going to be destroyed, and they will fall into chaos because the scent of the the the, the ant before them is, is is eradicated. So, what I'm trying to depict is that the important thing for us is to live by faith. This is a very simple principle, but many of us do not understand what this means. And to those who do not live by faith, God becomes more of an obstacle than, than um, a benefit to their lives. And we must not live like this. So, once again, you need to put yourselves back in the right position in your relationship with the Lord and stop your ways of, of abnormality. Do not rely on the things that Babylon gives to you. And do not uh, be, get anxious when, when you do not get, get what you want uh, in Babylon. Because when you live like that, you're unable to repent before the Lord. And that is, a tr that is truly what, what it means to be a, an unbeliever. So we're supposed to be able to repent before the Lord each day. But this kind of lifestyle, this kind of mindset uh, deters us from being able to repent before the Lord because we do not have this proper relationship with Him. We need to always be in a state where we can, we, can, we can go before the Lord at all times. And to those who have this proper relationship with God, they're spiritual light because they're not burdened. They're not weighed down. Their, their lives do not become a burden to them because there's nothing is up to them to decide. Everything is taken care of by God. Let's say I'm playing a, a game of chess. And I have to go against one of the champions of in chess. Then I would my my, my mind would explode trying to out outplay this this champion. But if the master of chess himself is next to me, guiding my, my every move, then I don't need to worry about anything because I just do I just place my pieces where he tells me to do so. And there's no, no reason to be afraid or no reason to be nervous because the best chess player is next to you, guiding you. And that's, that's the way we should live with the Lord. But because we try to, uh, to, to, to play with our own, uh, with our own uh, tactics, that's why our lives become heavy and becomes a burden for us. 
So fundamentally, God created us and designed us so that we, we will rely on Him. He never created us so that we will live with our own thoughts, that we need to obtain things for ourselves, that we need to achieve more for ourselves. If that was true, then what, is there a reason for Him to continue to look over us? He would just create us and, 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 uh, and, and let us be because we are able to function fully for ourselves. Let's move on and begin. So in the end, when you do not live with the Lord, then you are, the fo you are following the order in which uh, the descendants of Cain had, has, had, uh, has created when they, when they uh, went against the Lord. In Genesis 4, it says, As, as soon as uh, uh, mankind sinned, uh, the enemy has planted into the, 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 the hearts of humans the, the desire for, to create the world. And that is shown, that, that is revealed greatly in the descendants of Cain. So all of us have this craving, all of us have this desire for the world. And when it comes to the issue of greed, greed comes from idolatry. And greed uh, is, a, is, is one of the proofs uh, proof that you have turned against the Lord and that you're living in the world. Because those who do not live in the world, those who, do not, those who live by, uh, by God do not, are not affected by this greed because we become poor in spirit. And greed is one of the, the, the most basic um, desires that come from your old self. And it comes from idolatry. Because you're supposed to be under the rule of God alone but you're allowing others to come upon you and rule over you as well. In Mark 4, it says, it talks about the four uh, fields. First one is the, it's just uh, the seeds spread on, on, the, on, the, on the road. Second is the, the, the field with rocks, and those seeds are unable to put 
uh, grow a lot of roots. And third is, is the, 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 the field of greed. And they're able to, to put down their roots and grow. But as soon as they start to grow, the weed starts to grow next to them. And also, uh, and they, the weed starts to um, sabotage uh, the seeds that you have planted. And when you're in that state, it is very natural for you to live in a dichotomy. Because you're living with greed, you're not satisfied, uh, your desires are not satisfied by, the, by what you're receiving at the moment. And every day your, your life is, is a struggle. And your life will end that way as well, never being satisfied, always filled with struggles and concerns. So listen carefully. You have to see um, you have to see the structure of your character right now. Are you living in a dichotomy or are you living in monism? Monoism. Are you able to see? You need to be able to see and evaluate yourself. Because only when you, sh when you know what's within you can you fight against it. And this issue should have been taken care of as soon as you have been saved by God. This is something that I was able to remove and, and, and see as soon as I was saved 30 years ago. But the reason why you're, you're unable to see is because even after the day of your salvation, even after you were saved by the Lord, you, you, you continue to live in the world, you continue to live uh, with your own desires starting the, the very next day. So the, the policewoman who was sitting in the front went to work today and hopefully she was able to forgive the co-worker that has been tormenting her. And so, in Mark 4, where it talks about the four fields, uh, for the, the, the three fields are, are, are the wrong attitudes that we have towards the gospel. And only one field, only the good soil, the, the, the plowed field, has the ability to receive these seeds and, and let it grow in the correct way. And this is the core of the new covenant. God says He has given you the word, His word so that it will come and, and, and um, make your hearts make your heart pure and gentle in order for it to receive, continue to receive the gospel of God. And, 
and then the parable of this of this uh, sowing of the seeds. All of them, all the four, all, all the all the fields are able to listen to the gospel the same. But it is a difference of what you do after you have received the gospel. Are you going to just forget about the word you have received, or are you going to continue to fight and 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 nurture the seed? The, the, the Greek word for receive is lambano, but to welcome is erkomai. So there's a difference in, difference in receiving the gospel and also welcoming the gospel. When you're in the state of paradelkomai, you're able to receive the gospel. And no matter if the gospel hurts, or if it is bitter, or even if it is sweet, it doesn't matter because you're able to welcome it and receive it, and you allow it to grow within you. But those who are affected by the world, those who are living in the world, it's like sowing your seeds on the the paved ground. It is unable to receive it. It just bounces off and never uh, is able to let down its roots. So you need to repent of your greediness. And that's how you can toil your, the soil that is within you to make it, uh, make it, make it good enough to receive the seed, the seeds. But out of the three fields, the the, the worst field is the, the the field with weeds, because the the soil itself is good enough to receive the gospel. But you also let the weeds grow that will later on sabotage um, the, the, the seed of the gospel that has been planted within you. And so, the, the field of greediness, those who have this field within them, there's no other way for you but for you to repent and to continue to toil the soil until it becomes good. So you have to realize that it is evil, that it is wickedness. And we can speak of the, 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 the essence of wickedness and the essence of evil, but in the end, it is you um, not acknowledging the, 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 the sovereignty of the Lord, and you're going against, rebelling against the sovereignty of God. Those who do not have this greed within them, they're able to welcome whatever God gives to them. They're able to even, they're even able to welcome sufferings and hardships when it's given to them by God. Because they do not take, take control of their own lives. They accept that God is in charge. And those who do not have greed are able to receive the Lord's, uh, fall under the rule of uh, the, the dominion of God very naturally. But those who still hold on to the greed, the Lord is going to strike them once or twice so that they can be taken out of this, this, this uh, lifestyle of greed. And a word of advice, if you have greed within you, 
then uh, don't do anything else but just uh, bow down before the Lord and repent and pray and, and, and beg the Lord to come and take care of this issue for you because this is a huge problem with, for you in your spirituality. So greed, the, the field of greed is, uh, is the, the, the most difficult state that you can be in when it comes to receiving the Word of God. So first of all, you need to acknowledge that this greed is evil, that it comes from the world and comes from idols. And like, uh, we're familiar with the five desires of humans and, and named in the book of Habakkuk. And all these desires uh, come from the source, uh, the one, one source, which is greed. And when you allow greed to, to come upon you, um, you will be affected by these by the five desires. And when, you're, when, you're, when you have these five desires uh, applied to you, you start to pull on the power of the world to satisfy the, these needs. And so when you're in that state, rather than enjoying the world and being happy about it, you, you become enslaved to it because you cannot live without it anymore. But you have to know that um, living, uh, living in the world means that you're walking on the path of destruction. And you will, you will experience a lot of loss. So let's look at the book of Habakkuk. This is a message that you have heard many times before. But no matter how many times you listen to it, it is important. You need to be stirred up through this message. In the process of completing your spirituality, the five desires written in Habakkuk should, should be eradicated. You need, to, you need to work towards removing these things so that you will be completely freed from these kind of uh, desires. If you are able to completely remove these uh, desires, then you are, you are reaching the, the end of your spirituality. Because it means you are able to completely nullify the power of the old self. But if, 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 if you still let these uh, desires work within you, then they will pull on the many sins that you are committing. committing. They are the source of power that, that tempts you to, to commit these sins. So, so believe it or not, I know the, 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 the way, I know for certain how to get rid of cancer. And it's to find uh, what these cancer cells are feeding on. Because if you take away that source of, of, of uh, energy for them, then they will no longer be able to survive or multiply. So that is the key to removing cancer cells. But I don't know what that is, so my antidote stops there. 
And it's the same for us. We need to remove all the channels that are allowing our old self to, to, to be um, satisfied in order for us to be completely freed from its influence. It is a great idea. How are you not amazed by it? This is a great um, enlightenment. You should be su surprised. <laughs> Are you tired? Should we take a nap? What do we have in the, uh, in the afternoon? Have them rest, okay? In order to, for them to prepare for the glory that is to come. Our young adults really enjoy themselves when they're fed and when they're given rest. So let's move on. Uh, but I'm not in charge. Mrs. Kim is in charge, so it's up to her to decide. Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse, verse 6, it says, Woe to him who increases that which is not his, and who enriches himself by extortion. It talks about those who try to enrich themselves by, by the things that do not belong to them, by extortion. When we are under the dominion of God, we, we acknowledge that nothing belongs to us in the world, that we, even we ourselves do not belong to ourselves anymore. But those who live by their own strength, those who live by their own thoughts, they cannot acknowledge this, and they do not acknowledge the, 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 the dominion of God. And, if that, and those people are on the list, go on the list where they will be judged by the Lord later on. In the parable of the rich man, he, even though he gathered so many riches for himself to, to for for himself to uh, enjoy, it doesn't matter in the spiritual world because as soon as God decides it is time for him to leave, his spirit is going to leave his body no matter how much he has gathered in the flesh. But those who have this desire for 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 uh, possessions, they think they're mistaken into thinking that they possess these things for themselves. And those who do not have this desire within them, they know that God has already given them all the necessary things for them to survive. And they acknowledge that God has full control over them. So even if you're working in the world, it's not because you have, you have done something well that you're able to gather money, but because God has opened up the door for you to, uh, for you to, to, to earn this money. And of course, it doesn't mean that all of us are going to become rich, but it means that God will allow us to earn enough money to feed ourselves. If this means you have faith that God is going to bless, bless you. In Matthew 6, 
It says, do not worry about what you wear and what you eat. When it talks about those people, um, it, the, the, the Bible is not mentioning those who are rich and able to feed themselves, but they're mentioning those who cannot survive a single day without the help of God. But because you have not lived with the righteousness that God has given to you, you continue to seek, uh, you continue to live by your survival instincts. If I lived with this kind of, um, with knowing that this is just a theory, then I would not, would not have been able to preach this way. But I know from experience that this is true. Sometimes uh, these days, uh, uh, my, my, still, my, my simple thoughts still surface within me. But through the training that God has done to me in the beginning of my, my walk with Him, a lot of these tendencies have left me. And when you still live with these sinful, sinful natures within you, you start to uh, neglect the Lord or, or rebel, rebel against Him. But you need to always, always check yourselves when these thoughts or these uh, tendencies start to surface. When somebody speaks something and it starts to stir up these kind of simple thoughts, then you need to realize that you're, you're, you're being stirred up and, and uh, evaluate yourself before the Lord once again. And seek the help of God to, con to continue to remove these uh, tendencies. And how do you do that? That, that is uh, done through repentance. Let's say I let's say I bad bad mouth somebody last night. Then uh, God will God will uh, the Holy Spirit will continue to show me what I have done done wrong, and He will make me uncomfortable until I get until I repent on this matter and uh, and receive the Lord's righteousness once again. So it's not. Uh, you, you should not stop in realizing your sins, but you have to go as far as repenting and recovering yourself before the Lord. But the more the old self is, is, is abundant within you, the more you're unable to pray, and the more you're unable to repent before the Lord, and uh, you fall under this kind of uh, cycle of wickedness. And you will never be able to escape this cycle when you continue to uh, take in these things from the world. Are you able to receive the, the word? So in this last day, you need to stir up all these things within you, all the wickedness that remains in you and receive the Lord's glory in the end. Yeah. 
Let's move on. Those who do not live by their sinful natures, that, that thing in itself means that they are living within the Lord, that they acknowledge the dominion of God. When Cain created the world, he started to live uh, in extortion, stealing things, taking things for himself. Because if he need, needed something, then he needed to kill somebody else in order to obtain it. And you can see, you can see when, when, uh, when, when a pandemic hits or a natural disaster hits, people start to, to, to purge uh, grocery stores, taking things for themselves that do not belong to them. In Psalms 51, it doesn't say what exactly David repented. But when he sinned against Bathsheba, uh, um, he remorsed and he repented deeply before the Lord. And uh, as soon as he realized this sin, he, he repented and uh, acknowledged the Lord's dominion over him once again. And that alone will cause him to, 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 to cry out to the Lord. It is the same with us. If you're not able to repent before the Lord deeply, then it means you do not acknowledge the Lord's dominion over your, your, your individual lives. And David, almost, uh, David had every right to do what he did because he was king. The king can do anything he wants. He has authority over any, everyone. But when God came and accused him of his sin, he, he realized his sins. And he realized that he has gone against the, the dominion of the Lord. And that is what caused him to repent so deeply. Even though he was king, even though he was in the highest position a human can obtain, he still humbled himself before, Lord, before the Lord. And he still allowed himself to fall under the, the dominion of God. When I first met the Lord, one of the, the, thing, one of the things that the Lord requested from me was to, to, uh, to always ask the Lord uh, whether or not these things have come from Him. So whenever God, someone comes and offers the church money or, or, or bring gifts to me, I would always the Lord trained me to ask him, did this come from God? Does this, did this come from you or did it come from uh, some, somebody else? And that was a training that the Lord gave, that, that he did upon me in order to help me fall under his dominion. But if you have not trained yourself to, to fall under this dominion, then you need to repent. And you should only receive things that come from the Lord. Because He is our Master, He is our Lord. And so we should only live by the things that our Master has given to us. And so our, our philosophy itself should be geared towards living under the dominion of God because His territory surrounds us. We're not living by the things that we can take or steal from God or from others, but we should acknowledge that He's our Lord, that He's our Master, and trust Him to, to feed us and give us, to our, uh, give us things that meet our necessities. 
So we need to repent on all the times that we have uh, not relied on Him. So let's move on. So when you, when you um, enrich yourself in this way, you become burdened by the riches that you have gained. And the more you gather, the more, the more you uh, obtain, it is, the heavier your, your burden becomes. The more money you obtain, the more data or information you're able to receive, all becomes a burden. Because when humans do not live with the Lord, every single moment, whatever you're doing, you start, you are um, making a burden for yourself. And after many years of, of accumulating these burdens, you will be completely flattened by the amount of burden you have put upon yourself. And if you rebel, if you neglect the dominion of the Lord and live by sinful nature, then you're all, you're all, you're constantly putting weight upon yourself. And uh, in the case of pastors, it means taking responsibility. You start to take responsibility for your own ministry, thinking that it belongs to you. Listen carefully. That's why your lives are so heavy and burdened. You need to become lighter. Are you light? Are you light as a feather? You need to be. You need to be able to fly and levitate because of the the weightless, weightlessness of your life. And to pastors and leaders especially, you must not take responsibility for your ministry. And, and pastors who have ministered for 30 years with their own, with, uh, with this kind of uh, mindset, they would be heavily burdened by, by, by their churches. And thankfully, for the past 24 years, I've never taken responsibility for my church or for, for this ministry. And that's why I'm so light. And so Sister Minyoung is not uh, my, my burden. But if, if uh, the church members were my burden to bear, then whatever they eat and whatever they wear would be up to me, me to, to decide. And so that itself becomes a huge burden. And this is the way of life that God has decided for us. We do not live by the things that we can obtain and gather, but rather we live by the things that He has given to us. So the more you obtain, the more you possess, the more you're burdened. I have six kids. If, if kids were my burden to bear, then do, would, uh, do you think I would have uh, allowed myself to have six kids? Imagine how difficult it would be to take care of six children when it's up to me to, to care for them. I would have stopped at one or two. This is such an important principle for our lives. 
Right now, in the stage of, in, in your adolescent, not adolescent, in your uh, early adult years, it may seem like you need to work towards uh, doing something for yourself. But you have to realize that in the end of that path, you will, you're only burdening yourself. You're only um, putting weight upon yourself for, for you to endure through later on in life. But right now, in, in your early years, if you allow the Lord to work upon you, and if you become light in this stage, imagine what, can, what the Lord can do through you, what the Lord can achieve through you. Then you will not become... Uh, then even, even in your, your senior years, you'll be powerful and, and have energy because you, you do not ex, uh, expel so many energy in your early years. So please respond to uh, my message. When I went to Central America, I had, a, I had a great time preaching because everybody was so responsive to the message that I was proclaiming. People were amazed by the revelations that I was preaching to them. So I, I felt really encouraged by them. But with you guys, uh, I'm not so encouraged. So we need to completely get, ri get rid of this, this simple nature. Because you are not acknowledging the, the meaning of God. And when you continue to live in this way, because the Lord will not satisfy uh, your, your sinful desires, you start to uh, uh, hate the Lord as well. And you start to blame God for, for your shortcomings. When you're close with your friend, you will constantly talk to them about what they have eaten or, or how the weather is nice or, or just uh, your daily routine. But when you're not close with somebody, uh, you have nothing to speak to them about. So why are you unable to pray? It's because you're not close with the Lord and you feel resentment towards the Lord because He has not, uh, he has not made your, uh, your, 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 He has not made your satisfaction. And that's why you, you stop to pray. So if you're unable to pray, then that means you have resentment towards the Lord. And that means God Himself is also uh, is also uh, turning His face away from you. So right now, if you cannot pray, then that means your spirit is in a very dangerous state. If I am unable to pray before the Lord, then I would put down everything and just focus on getting my relationship back on track. Because you cannot survive, I cannot survive without my prayer life. So, if you are resentment, if you have resentment towards the Lord for not meeting your desires, and, and then uh, that is a very dangerous state. And the reason why you feel like your desires are not met is because you're holding on to your sinful nature, your sinful desires. But if you're living in the world, then every part of your life should be fully satisfied by God. And so you, your, your life will be filled with, uh, filled with gratefulness. 
I'm sure the Hayong has a lot of things to give thanks for. Do you not? Or you look at others, look at me. It feels bad. I'm the one that talk, talk, I am the one that is talking to you, but why are you looking at your fiance? It's a good time for you. <laughs> so listen carefully. If you are not satisfied, then that means you're living by your, the, the sinful nature, the sinful desires within you. If you're not thankful to the Lord, then that means you are feeling resentment towards Him. So check yourselves to see where you are. And just by looking at their faces, you can tell whether or not they are satisfied. Look at my daughter, Unyu. She's so satisfied. It is written on her face. She is satisfaction itself. David is also satisfied. Don't think like this. Don't think that fat people are always satisfied. That is, that is a huge, huge misunderstanding. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, no, debtors rise up suddenly and wake up those who make you tremble, and you will be their victim. If you're, if you're living with your sinful nature, then that means you're, you're always looking for, for things from somebody else, something that you can steal, something that you can take from them, and because you need to gather, you need to possess what you don't have. So when you're living with uh, the, this, this uh, desire for possession, your life will become tangled because of your actions. In verse 8, it says, Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the, of the peoples will plunder you. In Babylon, it says, when you have everything, you, you will be satisfied. But no, when you have everything, the Lord is going to take it away from you. When I'm, looking, when I'm reading the news about the Ukrainian war again with Russia, all the media is saying that Ukraine is going to be defeated. But only I... Only I uh, prophesied that Russia will only win by decision. And that's why those who are allied with, the, uh, with Ukraine, they're not sending the truce over to there to fight for them, but rather they're only sending supplies, only enough for them to, to, to go uh, to pass by and not be completely just an annihilated. So when, I'm, when I look at the world through the perspective of Habakkuk, I'm able to see and discern what is right and what is wrong. And I'm able to see beyond what is happening. So because Babylon will only take uh, as much as they need and give back um, what they do not need. Only, and everything goes along with their, uh, along their, their, their plans. Uh, 
And we should not trust the world because it is run by people who, who are corrupt and they're living by the, these sinful natures. So there's no reason to trust them. And for us, it is important for us to not be under the control of these men who have been corrupted, who are living by their sinful natures. So, and we should feel uh, pity for them instead. Secondly, in verse 9, Woe to him who gets an evil gain for his house. Then this, this is a desire for, for security because you need to protect the things that you have gathered. And in the world, those are the penthouses, the houses that are on top. And it is on top because you have to protect yourself from those who want to steal from you. That he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the hand of evil. So from a high place, you feel a sense of security because you're able to protect yourself and, 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 and look and, and watch over your possessions. For pastors, that means you, you gather more and more people in order to enlarge, enlarge in your churches. And it is a pain, it is, uh, you feel agony when somebody decides to leave your church. You should only measure yourself in the stand, before the standard of God. But while you're measuring yourself against the, the amount of people that you're able to gather in, the, in your churches and the size of your church buildings. The reason why uh, this desire for security is so dangerous, um, the desire for possession was, was us rebelling against the Lord's sovereignty, but the desire for security uh, makes you dislike that um, that dislike that that state of being uncertain about something, that anxiety. And another way to say that is, you do not seek the things of the spirit anymore because when you're spiritually sensitive, your flesh is always uh, uh, unstable. So now that you're gathering much in your body, you feel a sense of uh, security. But though, and so those who, who have a desire, uh, who follow the, their desires of the flesh, they have this uh, um, desire for security. And they only feel stability when, they're, uh, when they're, the, 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 the desires of their flesh is met. And um, those who do, were, were, do not, those who are not loved by their mothers, were nurtured correctly by their parents, have a tendency to fall under this desire for security. But if the spirit, spirit of God is within you, normally you would always be, you would be asking the Lord, Lord, how can I pray more? How can I live a holier life? And that is a very normal um, that is a very normal appearance for those who are living with the Lord properly. But when you're under the, the desire of this of, of security, it becomes very difficult for you to live a spiritual life. It becomes very difficult for you to, to maintain a prayer life. Every time you go to church to pray, you're almost 
putting your life on the line for it. So it takes a lot of energy for you to do something that is simple for others. So those who are sensitive in the spirit, as soon as the thought of prayer comes into them, they were able to obey immediately. But those who are, have this desire of security, it takes a, a very long process for them to convince themselves and persuade themselves to go to the place of prayer. And they always put other things first before prayer. For example, you have to clean your room, you have to get your homework done. And whenever, when you're finished with your tasks, you'll be out of energy and not be able to come to church anymore. If you're laughing, then that is probably you. So this desire for security uh, really hinders you from being able to um, use your, your spiritual energy. And uh, the characteristics of these people are those who cannot go, who cannot bear hunger, bear the, the sense of hunger. It's because you're too used to, to meeting the desires of your flesh that you cannot stand being hungry. These people are very dull uh, to the things of the Spirit. And they cannot help but be dull and numb towards uh, the things of the Spirit because they're so keen uh, in, they're so sensitive to their flesh. Verse 10. You have devised shame to your house by cutting off many peoples and have sinned against your soul. So the uh, desire for possession is the same. You need to keep and protect the things that you're possessed. And from that, you, you feel a sense of security. And so you have a, a, a desire for security as well then. The, the Babylonian Empire is one of the seven... Um, the seven, the seven wonders? The seven wonders, one of the seven wonders of the world. Because uh, people cannot understand how they were able to build this kind of empire with, with the contemporary technology that they had. But you know that that empire has fallen and that it has uh, been de destroyed. And that is the end, that, that is what is on the end of the path of Babylon. The more you possess, the more you possess, the more you want to protect it. And so you have to realize that the more you possess, the more you store up, the, the more people are going to starve because of what you possess. In order for you to be fed, pigs had to die, chickens had to die. Man, animals had to be slaughtered for you to survive. But the less you, you, you plunder, the less you kill in order for you to survive, the less you will be under the, uh, the influence of these desires. And the further you are able to separate yourself away from your idols. So you have to work towards killing yourselves rather than killing others for your survival. In order for you to feed, uh, farmers had to plow the fields, they had to um, do a lot of work in the sun. 
and in order for you to to survive in the church, um, pastors had to uh, uh, put in a lot a lot of work. But uh, we should always focus on killing ourselves rather than relying on the sacrifices of others for us to survive. And so it's the same story in in verse 11. For the stone will cry out of the wall, and the beam out of the woodwork will answer. answer So this authority of security is you you putting a fortress around you so that nobody would be able to touch you. But, but that means um, but, this, but this verse says that the, the stone walls that you have built will betray you so your enemies will, will betray you from close by and they will plunder you just as you have plundered others so look at the, all the emperors of, of, of ancient Rome all of the emperors back then were betrayed by their closest uh, adversaries. So be careful of those who you, you put near you. <laughs> One day. <laughs> so who is the closest person to you? It is you yourself. So watch out for yourselves. Watch out how you are killing yourself. So you need to kill yourself before you get yourself killed by yourself. So all this uh, selfishness, self-centeredness, and ego that you have makes you love yourself rather than loving others. And it it, it makes it impossible for you to, to, to surrender yourself to the Lord. And those who live with these things cannot love the Lord. That is the spiritual order. If you set a boundary for yourself, if you, if you create your own territory around you, then you cannot allow the, even the Lord to come into you and touch you. And you're unable to love and embrace others because everything has to be done. Every action that you do is done in order to benefit yourself. And if somebody comes within your territory to take something from you, then they become your enemy. So you need to understand this principle. And you have to, con- you have to remove uh, this, uh, no, sorry, this, this, this desire for security from within you. So that you will finally start to receive the Lord's love and love and you'll be able to love and take care of those who are, are around you. But you do not realize how uh, how, se- how self-centered you guys are. Everybody's only focused on me and us. Your families, your businesses, your friends. And this is something that you have to be careful of because who are the Christians? Christians are those who are selfless. And if you live like this, if you live a self-centered life, then you do not even meet the base, the, the, the basics of, of what it means to be a Christian. 
우리 교회가 여기가면서 개척하자마자 모든 풀고시라니 그냥 그 대단한 것이거나 무슨 엄청난 것 때문에 그런 게 아니냐 That's why when you build a church, and when I built this church, the first thing I did was unravel all these things and give more to others because, because when, you do, when you hold back and when you store up these things, it's only going to become a burden to your church. So fundamentally speaking, is the does the church belong to the pastor? No. A pastor is just a channel for God to work, through, uh, work upon the church. So in our church, that's why our church, even though we do not have money, we continue to serve and send uh, financial support to the missionaries around the world and even to Ukraine. Because we need to let the Lord. We need to uh, let the Lord work through us and, and, and influence those who are around us, and especially those in need. We need to live a selfless life. But what is blocking you from being able to become selfless is this is this uh, desire of security and a desire for possessions. Your sinful nature. So many of you are in a stage where the Lord is showing you these these uh, these things and, and and allowing you to repent and be liberated. But some of you are still unable to realize that this is something that you need to repent on. And those who are being completed by the Lord, you simply repent. Not on the things that you have did and committed, but you start to repent on the things that you were not able to do because uh, you you held back, even though the Lord has inspired you to do so. So, if you are to live and survive in the end times, I'm sure God is going to eradicate all these things within you to make you uh, pure. How long are you going to continue to only focus on your own bindings, on yourself, rather than praying for, rather than praying and serving others? It is not even bow in the name. God becomes the uh, God becomes the uh, an idol for your family. Because you only pray for yourself and your family, and everything is focused on you, then is that God? God is. He, he has sovereignty over the whole universe. He, has, he is able to rule over the whole world. And why are you only praying for your family then? You're unable to trust the God who has power over everything. So you need to get rid of this, uh, this, this selfish desire that you have. And you need to receive a, a, a big heart that is able to embrace uh, the people around you. So let's move on to the third thing. 
the third desire is, which is a desire for, for fame. Verse 12, woe to him who builds a town with blood and establishes a city by iniquity. Alexander, when he was on his conquest, uh, every city that he, he, he conquered, he named after himself. So he became Alexandria. And that, that, is, that, is what, uh, that is the fame that we're talking about. When, you're, when you live for your own name, when you live for your own fame, it means you don't acknowledge the Lord's name anymore. And so rather than living by the things that God gives to you, you live by your own desires, you live by your own cravings. And living by your own strength means you're killing others for your own gain. You do not acknowledge others. You need to step on others in order to uh, let your name rise above them. If you're, if you're doing this in order to satisfy yourself, then you have, you have this desire of, 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 for fame for, uh, within you. Uh, desire for possession um, creates a lot of unbelief within you. And, and uh, um, desire for security and desire for possession also creates a lot of um, uh, puts a lot of unbelief within you. But this desire for fame um, brings a lot of influence from the spirit of religion and also legalism. In, in the church, it's like becoming the, uh, the chairman of this ministry. And to me, calling me the executive chairman of this ministry is like saying you should go and die. Because having this kind of um, title and position is what um, tears a lot of pastors and leaders down. Those who have this desire are influenced heavily by the spirit of religion. Because they crave, they crave and enjoy being acknowledged by their people. Look at the disciples after the feeding of the 5,000. They, they were, <laughs> they got um, drunk with all the praise and glory that the people were pouring upon them, all the praise that they were receiving. And so as leaders, you need to be numb, you need to uh, separate yourself from all the praise and all the, all, <laughs> all the glory that the people give to you. <laughs> But, and of course you guys you, you do not receive these kind of praise and compliments so it's fine for you right now but when you're in your in, you're in my shoes wherever I go in the world people come to me to be ministered people come to me uh, with, with something in need because they know that I can I can uh, that, that God works through me 
And so it, it is very dangerous for me to fall under this kind of, kind of uh, misconception. And I can easily be, uh, be, be overwhelmed by, by all the praise and, and compliments and start to think that I have, um, that I have become something. So this is the spirit of religion. Of course, the other desires also uh, make your spirit numb. But the spirit of religion is really dangerous because it makes you think that you are being acknowledged by the people of the church. It makes you think that, that even God acknowledges you, that you are doing well. And so that's why it is so dangerous. You start to get hardened and you're unable to pray and you lose um, your, your inspiration, you lose your awe for, the, for God. So pastors like, uh, like me, and this does not just only apply to pastors, but as, you, as, your, as your walk with God becomes longer, it is easier for you to be under the influence of the spirit of religion. And some of you are just born with, with, with um, uh, a craving for, for fame and, uh, and, 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 and possessions. And those who are heavily influ influenced by the spirit of religion, when I look at them, I feel, I feel repulsed. Because not a single sliver of anointing can be felt from them when they're under the, the rule of the spirit of religion. Of course, this may not be an issue for you right now, but you need to be cautious of it. Because as soon as you're in a position where you, you can receive these praise and compliments, that, that spirit, that desire will start to, to, to lift its head like a serpent. Look at Elijah. After experiencing such a great victory over his enemies, he went away to the mountains, isolated himself to be humble before the Lord. Even though he, he has uh, shown people the, the, the might of the Lord through this great miracle, he still went, to, went before the Lord and bowed down before him and prayed for rain. He was not influenced by the praise, by the compliments of the people. If we look at our church, long ago, a lot of people left because we did not give them the, t the title of uh, a deacon or a deaconess. And they're always pouting because they're unsatisfied with their, with, with their current title. So you can see how sneaky the spirit is and, and how it tears you, your, your spirit down. So be careful of the spirit of uh, religion and legalism. So. 
if you look at the serpent of the spirit of, uh, of, of, of this, this desire for fame, then you will see that that's the, on the head of that serpent is a little crown because he or it always has to be acknowledged, always has to be in the highest place. So get rid of it, eradicate it. Let's move on. Verse 3. Uh, verse 13. Behold, isn't it of Yahweh of armies that the people's labor for... Isn't it, for, uh, isn't it of the Yahweh of armies that the people's labor for fire and the nations weary themselves for vanity? So when you're under the influence of this desire, you're constantly working. You're, you're busy yourself to, 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 need your, uh, to gain satisfaction for yourself. So it doesn't matter what the will of God is or what God is telling you to do because you're busy doing something for yourself. So your spirit is always unstable because it is constantly moving from place to place. And it is always, it is always to, to, to move some bit, to, to move somewhere because you're constantly moving. Those people are able to move that way when they have strength, but at one point they would they would not be able to do so further because they lose all of their strength and energy. And for the children of God, God does not let His children uh, stay in that state because He knows that that will lead them to destruction, and He will make them stop no matter what it takes. So those who have a desire for achievement and for fame, they have a spirit of uh, a failure upon them. And that is allowed by the Lord because they need to meet failures. They need to be defeated in order for them to come down from that pedestal. And those who are, have the desire of control, they will be met with the spirit of, of betrayal. And a lot, a lot of those times, these people who have the, these kind of desires are betrayed by those who are closest to them, betrayed by their followers. And many of them still hold on to the scars of, of past betrayals. <laughs> so, will, our, will the pastors of our church betray me? Are you going to betray me? <laughs> Verse 14, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh as the waters cover the sea. Only when, we, only when the glory of God comes upon, when it comes upon this earth, will the people stop uh, craving this, this uh, uh, craving this fame and achievement in the world. We are supposed to live with the glory that God has given to us and live with anticipation for, for, us, for us to finally see the glory of God that is going to come upon uh, this earth when His kingdom comes. Let's move on. Let's move on to verse 15. 
We're going to talk about this desire for control and a desire for pleasure. And I think these two spirits are what is affecting the young adults the most, and so we need to repent on these desires. To, to summarize, the, the desire for control and the desire for pleasure is connected. They can be said as one. Because desire for pleasure is you controlling others and killing others in order to satisfy your needs. Why was the Olympics created? Why were why were there um, 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 gladiators? May, uh, uh, why were there gladiators in the Roman Empire? It's because the people wanted to be in, entertained. And the Roman, the emperors knew that in order to control the people, he needed to create these, the, these, these events of entertainment for the people to, 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 to focus on. So even right now in the contemporary world, the Antichrist is, is spreading the three S's. Screen, screen is the media, the movies, sport, and sex. These three things are what the enemy has spread across the world in order to, to, to keep the people busy so that he can control uh, the world. For, for men, it is usually they're very susceptible to movies and sports. But we need to, uh, we need to keep ourselves away from, from sports. For, for the ladies, it's usually um, screen, media, drama. So tell me of the tell me of the most uh, the, 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 the the ranking dramas nowadays, because I only know uh, the, the, the the dramas of my age. Can you can you quote uh, lines from the recent dramas? So there's a desire for pleasure. Why is it so dangerous and critical for us? It's because it, it, it dries up um, our spirituality. When you seek pleasure, you are no longer sensing, uh, you're no longer able to receive uh, this joy from God because you seek uh, the, the, the pleasures that come from the world. Many grandmas in, in the U.S. right now, they would not bat an eye, they would not tear up when, the, when their husbands die, but they cry and bawl out when their pets die. And, uh, that's why our smartphones are so dangerous and critical towards us. It's because it, is, it becomes a channel for you to receive uh, these pleasures from the world. And it corrupts your news. You have to know that news is not just and is not a function, but it, it is real. It is present within you. And so when your news is polluted and contaminated, you're unable to listen to the voice of God. So in the end times, why do you think 
the, the Antichrist has popularized the smartphones. There's a clear reason for that. In Revelation 13, it talks about this. So, news is real. I talked about this in, in the exposition of 2 Corinthians. Or, or Hosea, rather. Uh, Revelation 13, verse 18. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for, this, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Usually the word for, for heart in, in Greek is the word cardia. But nous is also another word that is used for the heart. But nous has a different meaning. But, uh, but nous is, is used to describe the door to your heart. And when your nous is shut, you're unable to see the glory of God. Right now, if your news is clear, you're able to see, uh, receive and discern the things that come from God. But before we wear our resurrected bodies, we will be, uh, be unable to fully receive the Lord's glory because we are not uh, perfect yet. And so our news works uh, as a door to... to to control the amount of glory and, and light that we can take in. So in the end times, those who can see the mark of the beast are those who have their news opened. Verse seven, uh, chapter 17. Uh, this calls for a mind and with, with wisdom. The seven heads are seven heroes on which the woman sits. So the mind here is the word news. Those who have their news open, those who have the Lord's wisdom, might be able to see what the what the great prostitute is doing. So listen carefully. So uh, nowadays, the in the end times, or rather, uh, the Antichrist will not forcefully try to conquer the world, but these nations will, will voluntarily fall under its rule and they will praise him for it. 20 years ago, or, or rather 30 years ago, uh, homosexuality would have, would have uh, caused a lot, a lot of uh, defiance back then. But now homosexuality is welcomed or even praised by the people. And nowadays, when, when a new world government is to be, uh, when, when it comes out, the people will welcome it rather than uh, uh, going against it. And that's because the news of the people in living in, in this world are shut. And it has been polluted and contaminated by our sinful desires. So that's why it is so important for us to uh, stay away from these desires. Uh, and especially uh, we need to stop being influenced by our smartphones 
and right now, wherever you go, and uh, when I went to uh, South America recently, I realized that you cannot do anything without your cell phones in, in, nowadays. Everything is done through your phone. So the enemy is making it so that it's impossible for you to, to, to live without your phones. But for us, we know it is important, important for us to live uh, an, an analog life. We're supposed to be able to know what is black and white first before we, we are able to see color. But when your when 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 your uh, uh, when your news is polluted, then you th even though the information that you're receiving is 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 full of deceit and is wrong, you would think that what you're receiving is correct and what you're thinking is right, even though you're looking at the world through through sunglasses. So the people of the contemporary world, spiritually saying, they are all wearing heavy shades that, that block out the sun. They're unable to take in light anymore. You have to take off those glasses. And cell phones are what... Uh, uh, cell phone is the source of those glasses. Do you know the three... Um, three primary colors of light is, is, uh, the, the three primary colors are RGB 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 red, green red, green, blue when you see well, through, the, through the mixture of these three original colors of light it is able to create all the lights in the spectrum but if your news is, is polluted or corrupt, you are able to, to, to corrupt everything that you see in intake. Even the truth, uh, you can, you can um, uh, um, um, take it, receive it, and, and corrupt it to become something that is false. So everybody is wearing shades. Even though the path that they're walking on leads to destruction, they walk on it with joy because they cannot see what's, what's before them. And that's why the enemy continues to, 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 to stimulate and provoke, not provoke, stimulate our desire for pleasure. You should only use your phone for the bare necessities and nothing else. Because the more you hold on to your cell phones, the more your news is going to be, be corrupt. And you will, you, will, you, will be, uh, you will be unable to receive the light that comes from the, uh, the gospel of the Lord. And especially you will not be able to receive the glory of God that shines upon His face. When your news is corrupt, you will be, uh, you will be blocked off from this light. And your, your, your spirit, your soul will become darker and darker. And that is a huge hit to our spirituality, which is exactly what the Antichrist wants to do to us. What time is it now? We do not even go into the main text.
So let's skip 15 and 16. Verse 18. Now it talks about the desire for idolatry. Woe to him who says to the wood, Awake, or to the millstone, arise, shall this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in its midst. As you know, idolatry is you personifying um, the desires that is within you, the simple desires that you have. And as you struggle to live in the, in the right way, as you... Uh, in your walk with God, no matter how, how much you try to do well, at some point there's going, you're going to be hit with, with a hardship or with a suffering. But if you let, allow these simple desires to arise during that period, then... Uh, then you will start to, 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 to set up these idols in the middle of your walk with God. Later on, you will start to say, Lord, I know that I have to live by you, but I also need money as well. So I'm going to start to, to gather money for myself. And you start to, be, to fall under syncretism by that point, trying to obtain things from God and also from the world. How long will it take? I'm not exactly sure. But if you neglect these uh, desires and let, it, let them stay within you, then at some point they are going to surface. And that is very dangerous. So the, the five desires that we have talked about, the five heads of the serpent, we, we need to eradicate. <laughs> so, uh, we need to go back to Exodus chapter 32. From this message, can you sense the heads of the serpent start to sliver within, start to rise within you? Don't think like this. I don't think because you are poor, because you don't have money, you don't have greed. Think like this instead. Just think that greed cannot operate within you because you don't have anything. It doesn't mean you don't have greed because of your, your, uh, because of your financial state. And rather, greed is more dangerous to those who do not have money. Because greed takes a lot of energy from when you don't have something. And so the more you are experiencing poverty, the more you would be affected by the spirit of greed. An orphan, because he, because he or she is unable to receive uh, love from, from uh, her, his parents, he, ha he starts to, uh, and, and the only way for him to survive is to take care of himself. He, he lives with a lot of scars. And these people are especially susceptible to this uh, desire for, or, or, or especially um, susceptible to greed. Who? 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 
And so back in my days, um, huge companies would not employ uh, orphans because they knew that these people are heavily affected by greed and they're driven by, by their own desires. And of course, you guys are not orphans, but if you're unable to be well, be, be, um, be nurtured by your parents well, then this greed is going to be present within you. And I can say this for a fact because I have met many people as I am doing this ministry that those that, that people with the most amount of greed are those who are not loved by their parents well. And also because they have to prove themselves to others, they are also heavily affected by the by the desire for 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 achievement and fame. And they're driven by these desires, and they're only satisfied when these desires are all met through their own uh, efforts. And with this desire, with this simple nature, it is almost impossible for them to receive the love from the Creator, love that comes from the Creator God. And so it is very urgent for these people to be healed, for their scars to be mended, so that they can once again fall under uh, uh, this right, right relationship with the Lord. And so check yourselves, check within yourselves. Are these, are these snakes present there? So let's move on to chapter 32 of Exodus. So the Israelites were living as slaves and servants during their time in Egypt. And so they, have, they lived in poverty for, hundred, for, for hundreds of years. And that's why as soon as their spiritual leader, Moses, uh, is absent, they turn to their idols once again because the this, 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 desire for, for idols surface as soon as, uh, as soon as they're given the chance. Verse 1, when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So, Look here. Moses. They say that they phrased Moses as the one who took them out of Egypt. Did, was Moses the one that took them out of Egypt? No. God was. But they are neglecting that fact. And they're not, they're not acknowledging that uh, God was the one who took them out of Egypt. But rather turning that, that credit to, to a man. So also, if you're unable to, to give credit to God for what He has done to you, then this desire for idolatry is also present within you, along with all the other uh, sinful desires. Because when God does not do something according to your desire, he is not a God at all. So, and, and so Aaron, Aaron then uh, uh, does what the people want. Of course, he was probably under a lot of, a lot of pressure. 
but he t tells the people to take off their, their, their golden earrings. And in verse 4, it says he took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf. We are made in the image of God, but we are bound down before an image of a calf. Does that make sense? In the same way, why do we bow down before Babylon, even though we are made in the image of God? Do you, do you not, is it because you don't realize who you are before the Lord? Do not trust God to lead you out of your, 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 your sufferings. Do not trust Him to meet your, meet your needs. But when you have this great present within, you're never satisfied by, by what anybody gives to you. And you cannot possess enough in order to satisfy your greed. Lot, where does he go? He goes to that side. And Abraham goes to Yosef. But Lot goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. So even though it looks like it is, it is a, 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 a rich field, if you go there according to your own desires, it is going to become Babylon. And it will be taken away by God in the end. And I can, I can swear my life upon this, that if you live by Babylon, then God is going to take it away from you. And this is a rule set in stone. Because God is fair. He is a fair God. So that's why we must, we must look towards God and rely on Him only. And let's move on. And now God's wrath comes upon them. Verse 10, now leave, now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them, that I may destroy them, then I will make you into a great nation. In the perspective of uh, Moses, in the perspective of Moses, it doesn't matter if God destroys the Israelites and just brings another group of people to him. But this is the greatness of Moses as a leader. What does he say? He said, Lord, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and mighty hand? This is the love that Moses had for his people. He is on the complete opposite spectrum, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum compared to the Israelites. He was, he was not uncomfortable with the Lord and he did not turn to the idols, but rather he, he knew of the love of God and he knew of God's compassion. And that's why he was able to love them even though they have turned against God. Let's move on. And Moses uh, starts to beg the Lord to, to uh, have mercy upon his people. He says, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. So, so, like Moses, we need to hold on to the God's promises. Verse 14, Then the Lord relented and did not bring on His people the disaster that He had threatened. So Moses was able to stop the hand of God that was about to come upon Israel. 
He was able to calm the Lord down, but that does not mean that his anger stopped there. So it is important for the Lord's leaders to be able to um, turn the Lord's uh, wrath away from his people, and or maybe even delay that punishment for the people to repent and come back to the Lord. And then let's let's go to where uh, Moses threw away the stone tablets in in anger. Verse 21, he said to Aaron, what did these people do to you that you let them into such a, into such a great sin? Uh, and Aaron says, do not be angry, my lord, answered Aaron. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. So I told him, whoever ha- has any gold jewelry, take it off. Then, then they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire and came, out came this calf. So if you live with these simple desires, you live for your own benefit. When you live with these simple natures, and especially in Proverbs it says that they are... are, are Because they will do anything for their own benefit, even if it is to lie. But those who are, who are out of the influence of their simple desires, what do we call them? They are truthful. So only after you have removed these, these simple desires from yourself can you be truthful before the Lord and, and before everybody else. But those who are not truthful, those who still hold on to these simple desires, they cannot die for the gospel. So uh, these desires are very dangerous to your faith in this sense. Because these people, even in even in their service to God, they cannot serve the Lord fully like Moses did. They are always trying to make a deal with the Lord. Lord, you have to bless me because I give you tidings. You have to bless me because I have I have sacrificed so much for you. This is the attitude that these people have. Lord, I will I will surrender myself fully if you allow me to pass this test. I'm sure some of you are are making this kind of deal with God. Lord, if you allow me to 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 get employed, I will I will fast forty days for you. If you keep trying to make these deals with the Lord, His wrath is going to come upon you as well. Rather, you need to have an You have to say, Lord, if you do not go, I will not go as well. I'm willing to follow you. So let's skip toward 
갑니다. 이 모세가 전문에서 써서 있는데 누구든지 여호와 편에 있는 자는 내게로 나오라 하면 내 자손이 다음을 그러니까 보세요. 항상 우리는 내 인격 상태가 하나님 편에 쓸 거냐 아니면 하나님 반대편에 쓸 거냐를 결정하는 거야. 어떤 면은 그런 기, 여러분 그런 기회는 거야. 근데 자기 욕구로 사는 자기 중생하고 자기 만남은 우리는 절대로 하나님 편에 쓸수 없어. 왜냐면 so when you're living, when you still hold on to the simple desires and, and the simple nature, you're unable to side with the Lord. It is impossible for them to side with God because they cannot give up the things that they want. Because those who live a self-centered life, life style <clears throat> cannot do anything that, that might bring a loss to them. If you choose the new self, you're siding with the Lord. But if you choose to live by the old self, then you're siding against the Lord. So you have to see where you are right now. So only the Levites sided with Moses when he said, uh, make your decision. But those who live with the desires of the world, uh, it is easier for, rather than siding with God and siding with what is right, it is easier for them to choose what is right in the eyes of humans. So they fall under humanism. They, they side, uh, they, they change sides according to their own calculations. So what does Moses say? Moses says, um, uh, take up your swords and destroy those people, your brothers and sisters. So anybody who decides to side against the Lord is their enemy. So uh, it is better for them to be destroyed. So the people who still live with their sinful desires, they cannot do the will, of, cannot do the work of God because they cannot stand on the same, same stand, uh, same side as God is. Because everything they do is for themselves, and every word that they can, uh, that, that, that goes around in their mind is me, 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 me. Finally, uh, 33, the Lord replied to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Now go lead the people to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before, I, my angel will go before you. However, this, the, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sins. So whenever a problem arises, Moses will go before the Lord. He... He did not ask the help of humans or, or, or try to solve the problem for himself, by himself. And like Moses, when you're able to completely rely on the Lord, as time goes by, you will become a powerful servant of God because you're not, you're not swayed, you're not persuaded by your, your, the, the, by, by your circumstances or by the reality before you. But you seek the help of God no matter what. And in the end times, God is seeking those who can, can, can obey Him like this. The, the reason why you cannot fully rely on the Lord is because of your, your fleshly desires.
because you're living uh, by the world. This is hard when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for this and that. But now please forgive your sins, but if not, they then blot me out of the book you have written. So Moses was able to uh, uh, repent for, for the Israelites. But in verse 33, it says, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. So Moses also knew that uh, nothing can be done for those people who have gone against the Lord. In verse 44, uh, 34, now go lead the people to the place I spoke of. And my angel will go before you. Now, since the, the Israelites have done wrong against the Lord, God is saying, even though He's going to lead the people, He Himself is not going to lead them, but He is he's going to send His angel to lead them. So when God sends his angels, it's, it's usually um, two cases. One is to, to uh, an, uh, a visitation of joy and festival. But on the other hand, um, an angel can also visit when, when it comes time for the Lord's judgment. The angel of death can be sent. But this angel is, of course, uh, the angel of death because the Israelites need to be punished for their actions. And so uh, the Lord's visitation or the, the visitation of angels is something to be fearful of. And when the Lord strikes you, you should just open, uh, completely surrender yourself and allow the Lord to come upon you and work upon you. But if you are stubborn in your ways, then uh, you're not going to be meet you're not going to be able to meet a good end. Verse 35, And the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf and Aaron that Aaron had made for them. So, um, the Lord punished the Israelites. And this is the result of the Lord, uh, of, of uh, Moses' um, intercession for, for the people of Israel. And because of the sins that they have committed here, the, the current generation of Israelites were not able to reach the promised land of Canaan. So when you live with these sinful desires, you cannot, you cannot uh, live well in the world. So let's end, uh, conclude the sermon here. So today, finally, it is time for us to renew the glory that God has given to us. So all of us need to return to our, to our places with this renewed glory. Let's go. Are you able to listen to, the, to this message? Can you see the glory of God coming towards you? Those who have been uh, living 
the life of, of straying away from the poison of the world will we'll see that the snakes that are present within them are no longer snakes but like worms. So since we don't have a, a lot of time, we're going to pray briefly. So, guys, these, uh, those who have these desires, those who have these desires within them, are bound, bound heavily, and that's why they're unable to see how much uh, they are being affected by these sinful desires. And so you need to pray to be cleansed so that you can see clearly how bound and how much of these, uh, how much of this sinful nature is still present within you. So, in order for you to be cleansed, you need to repent and you need to seek the fire of God to come and consecrate you, to remove these, these, this, this, this uh, wickedness. Then you will see how, what is within you. Then you can pour the blood of Christ upon yourself to be cleansed. So today, wouldn't you that task? No matter what binding or what scars you ha you have present within you, we're gonna proclaim the blood of Christ upon it, so that it can be cleansed and or or it can be uprooted. So Lord, would you listen to the prayer of your servant? No matter what kind of spiritual state we are in, Lord, would you activate the the, the blood of Christ upon us, so that we may all be cleansed before you? Let's pray. Yes,